0: what's up everyone hope you're about to enjoy another episode of the college try just wanted to warn now that i was having some wi-fi issues while recording this so there might be some spots where kind of cuts out a little bit and makes it hard to hear but we'll get it all cleared up on socials afterwards and i have tried to have Wyatt repeat stuff when it happened and there was one part where we had to completely cut and start a recording which you'll see going on just wanted to give a warning beforehand but yeah enjoy the new episode Welcome back to yet another episode of the College Try. I'm Matt Lasserre back here with Wyatt. Uh, today, we're kind of just going over what the few bowl games we have this weekend on mainly Saturday. Obviously, the big ones are Florida, Oregon State, and Cincinnati, Louisville. So we'll save those for last and go over all the boring ones uh, before that. Before we get into anything, just wanted to bring up Mike Leach. Obviously, really sad that he passed away. Um, Personally, I loved his interviews. They were the most fun thing to watch in college football outside of the games itself. And obviously he made the air raid offense, which changed the game, which is funny because if you look, I saw some weird stat that said to be eligible for the college football hall of fame, you need 60% uh a 60% win percentage, and he's at like 59 point something or 56, something like that. Uh um hopefully they bypass that and let him in at one point. But what do you gotta say, Wyatt? Yeah, super
1: sad news. And again, you hit you nailed it with his. Um, Post game interviews. He was just a really funny character, um, pretty good coach. You know, he did bounce around a couple different teams, um, so he was never at that one school for for quite a while. But he did work up the ranks, and um, I think he's a really respectable coach. And yeah, it's really tough losing him at a, at a relatively young age. And my thoughts and prayers to his family as well as the uh, Mississippi State
0: community. With that being said, uh, Mississippi State did promote their defensive coordinator, which is a good hire, keeping it within. And they are going to still play in the bowl game, which means there's no betting against Mississippi State on that bowl game. Um, So let's just hop right into it, the games. Uh, I'll start off with UNT and Boise State, just because it's the Frisco Bowl. It's in my hometown. I've actually was a student reporter on it like five years ago, so I got to see it from the sidelines for the second one. I want to say it was Ohio won it, and it was their coach's last ever game. I I forget his name and everything, but uh, UNT uh, versus Boise State. I don't know much about North Texas. I know they just fired their coach and they, even though they made it all the way to the uh, conference championship game, I don't see any reason why this wouldn't be a big Boise blowout, but 10 and a half does seem like a lot.
1: Yeah. This uh, North Texas team, pretty solid offense. They put up a lot of points, but their defense is very, very bad. It's the reason they're only seven and six with a high powered offense like that. Cause majority of the games their defense is giving up, you know, more than 40 points. So, um, I think Boise does win this one. I get worried again at that ten and a half point spread. It's just—it's all—it's too large in my opinion. Boise could easily win this by twenty points, but I do like the under in this game. Um, Boise has a really solid defense that I think will slow down North Texas. And although North Texas has a terrible um, defense, Boise State's offense is nothing special. They're not going to score a bunch of points, so I could see Boise winning this one like I don't know thirty to. 14 or something like that um, the overrunners at 59 and a half so I think the under would be a pretty safe play obviously it's not super exciting about the under but um, I think that will be the smarter play as opposed to uh, trying to take a spread in this one
0: yeah I agree it's just too many points and kind of uh, everywhere I guess uh, after that I got a holy war of sorts with SMU versus BYU um, I like SMU just because I like their quarterback I believe he's playing right Mordecai I yeah, don't think yeah uh, he is playing, so I'll take SMU in that one. Again, I don't know much about either of these teams. These are all under the wire, and you re- really watch them maybe once a year, and then the, the bowl game's the only game on, so that you're, of course you're watching it. But that means we have to bet it, and I will take SMU minus 4.5 because BYU started off good. They had a good start to the season. They've kind of fallen off since. Good team, but now they're looking just to get into the Big 12 after this game.
1: Yeah, BYU's had a tough season. They're 7-5 on the year. They started, I believe, ranked in the, in the 20s um unfortunately did not have a really good season SMU on the other hand also had its um struggles but did kind of finish on a high note um they are in a tougher conference i believe than BYU but um the biggest thing in this game is it's going to be extremely fun to watch because both these teams are scoring over 32 points a game and defensively they're allowing over 30 points a game. So it's going to be a high scoring game. The over under set at 64. Um I have my in my notes here that I have to take this game. I couldn't live with myself if I took the under in this one. Um SMU did set the the record for college football points in a regular or in a regular time game earlier this year. Um I believe they I forget who they played. I think it was Houston. Um, it was seventy-seven to uh, sixty-two, I think, in a reg- without OT. So highest score ever. This SMU team just throws the ball deep. Defensively, they're terrible. BYU is a really pass-heavy offense. And defensively, they're nothing to, to talk about. So I do like the over in this. It's just too much offense, and um, I think it's going to be. It could be a forty to forty-three type of game where we could see, in my opinion, eighty-plus
0: points scored. Yeah, and where are they playing again? I forget what bowl game it is. They're in they're in New Mexico. They're in New Mexico. Okay, okay, that's a interesting. That's a boring bowl game. Uh, half of these games are just like I don't know. We, maybe we can do that on the next one. Just talk about all the weird names these guys these ones have. Like I feel bad for whoever has to get the mayo shower at the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Like that just sucks. But um, yeah, after that's a, that's that, a gross liquid. it <laughs> is it is. Like I'll, I'll rather take the Cheez-Its than getting doused in a. Uh, mayonnaise so after that we got washington state fresno state again i don't know much about either team i did most of my research on those cincinnati louisville uh oregon state florida um washington state i don't know what they've done all year obviously they're okay fresno state i've watched them a few times i just know nothing about both teams to make a pick i haven't done enough research on it yet
1: yeah fresno is you know obviously a a smaller conference school. They usually are on that late game on either Friday or Saturday night, so don't get a whole lot of TV time. Um, They have a pretty solid offense. They're scoring around 30 points a game. Um, It just will be interesting how a smaller conference school will play against a decent middle-of-the-pack Pac-12 team. Um, When Fresno did play Oregon State and USC, they did allow 35 points to Oregon State and 45 points to USC. Obviously, both those Pac-12 teams are superior to Washington State. Not just by record, just by overall ability to play football. Um, But I do like leaning Washington here plus four. Um, I just have a hard time picking a non-power five over a power five, um, unless it's like a a a really like a you know a twelve and one team against a a seven and five, not a nine and four against a seven and five. It just seems like they're too similar and I got to lean with the, the the bigger school the bigger conference the tougher schedule and the and the better athletes so I, I would lean Washington State plus four and a half or sorry plus four and I also wouldn't mind the over in this game Washington State is notorious for giving up a crap load of points in the Pac-12 um, as you're most of you guys are well aware Pac-12 is kind of like the big 12 this year not playing a whole lot of defense um, so I think Washington State can score but I also think they're going to give up um quite a few touchdowns but I do like the over and I do like Washington State um that spread in that game um talking about bowl names and we can get into it but this one is a Jimmy Kimmel bowl so um (laughs) named after the talk show host so I don't know how much he's paying to get his name on that but an interesting that interest the most interesting bowl name in my opinion for the weekend it makes it fun especially when it's
0: just him because now he can he can just make a spectacle of it it makes it a lot of fun like that that I like but uh (laughs) So last one of the boring ones, we got Rice versus Southern Miss. Again, I know nothing. I believe Rice got in off of uh they didn't have six wins, right? They're still yeah, five. they're five and seven. Yeah. So they um they got in because it was for once, normally there's teams left out. For once there was less six-win teams and there were spot and bowls. And I believe it was because they're a better academic school, they were able to get in. Um, so they're playing Southern Miss at and Southern Miss is favored minus six and a half. Yeah,
1: this one I really don't know a whole lot about. Um, I did I tried to do my research on it. I just don't really know much about Rice or Southern Miss. Um, Southern Miss is a six and a half point favorite. Um, Rice ended their season off bad. Southern Miss kind of ended their season on an upswing. So I gotta lean with momentum, but I'm not, not gonna take a spread in this game. Um, I've crafted a, a money line parlay that i into it a little bit but i do like Southern Miss just on that money line um i think that's a really good par spread or um you hit this is um by far the most boring game of the weekend and probably won't be watching this at all if and besides my my money line bet um i really have nothing on this game so what was that parlay again sorry
0: my wi-fi here sucks just to repeat it what, no, so, you're good. I I'm, I
1: have Southern Miss on the money line, and then I'm yeah. gonna. We haven't talked about the next two, but I'm gonna take Oregon State money line over Florida, and then I'm gonna take Marshall money line over UConn on the on the Monday game. Makes sense. So makes it's a three teamer. Um, just with teams I don't
0: think they're gonna lose. All right, now to the big games of the weekend. First, we start off with Cincinnati Louisville, an old rivalry rehashed the the uh, for the keg of nails. I keep messing up how to, how to say that. Um, very interesting, especially with Malik Cunningham out, Satterfield jumping ship to Cincinnati, old rival. I think there's no way Cincinnati loses this. I love them plus two. I think it's weird that they're favored because if you look, last time Louisville did play without Malik Cunningham was against Kentucky in their last game, and they got absolutely beat down. Louisville without Cunningham is a huge, huge miss, and I just don't see any way Cincinnati loses this game. Also looking at the uh, – the total defense and total offensive rankings and stats. Cincinnati is 24 in total defense, uh, where Louisville is 35. Uh, and six Cincinnati, sorry, Cincinnati is 64 in total offense and or, yeah, total offense, and then Louisville is 54. With that being said, I believe it's gonna be a very, very defensive game. And the over-under shows that for Vegas with the line being 39. Uh, I think that's just too low in general. Uh, I would take the over on that and Cincinnati plus two. I just don't see any way Cincinnati loses this one, even though Louisville's probably going to be angry at their old coach going to the other side, but we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. And it's just weird that Louisville's still the favorite with their quarterback out. I understand Cincy, and they also lost their coaches. Both teams are losing their coaches, but I understand um, Cincy's also without their main tight end while he's declaring for the NFL draft. So they are without their biggest offensive player, but still, it just doesn't add up to be enough to put them as an underdog over Louisville, in my opinion. So I do like Cincy as the underdog in this game to win outright. And as you said, um, that over of 39, 39 and a half, whatever it is currently, I do like that over. Um, it is kind of a trap in my opinion. I think Vegas is, do, is wanting us to hammer that over. Um, But if you just look at the stats, since he's scoring 31 points a game, Louisville scoring 27 points a game, and although they do have decent defenses, they're still each team is still allowing 20 points um, per game on defense. So with all that being said, it is going to be a defensive game. I don't think it's going to be flying over that 39 points, but I could see like a. Um, you know, ending in that 44 to 47 range. So I, I like the over in this one, and I would lean um, Cincy money line as well. Um, just very weird that they're the underdog. Kind of a fishy game, in my opinion, just on the lines.
0: I mean, it could also be if someone knows something that we don't, like maybe this Louisville quarterback is about to just go off. And with our luck, that's probably what will happen. But just without Malik Cunningham, I think they're just going to be so down bad and sadder field. Going on. I just don't see them winning that game. Um but now to the other big game, Oregon State and Florida. This is setting up to be a beatdown in Vegas itself. AR-15, Anthony Richardson has opted out and declared for the draft. And because of Pinta um, being a pedophile, they're down to their third-string quarterback. And, again, I said this is our second time recording this because of Wi-Fi issues, but Kinta did go to my high school, which is kind of embarrassing for a year. But And I also hate Florida, so I'm going to be so happy to watch them get – they're the shit beat out of them in this game i mean again other stats i wrote down florida is 103rd in total defense 103rd like now oregon state's offense isn't that great they're 59th but still being 103rd against that and then your offense doesn't have their quarterback or their backup it's just a recipe for disaster in my opinion yeah
1: and this is so i had oregon state on my money line um in that parlay i just don't like the minus 10. I still I think they could probably win. As you said, it could be easily a blowout. But as soon as we get up to double digits on the um spread, I get I get kind of freaked out. So I do like Oregon State to win him outright. Obviously, the odds for that aren't great, which is why I'm parlaying it. But to back on um or to rip on Florida as well, Richardson, pretty solid quarterback, is going to the draft. Torrence, who's a number two offensive lineman in the draft, is going to the is going to the draft. So he's opting out as well. So they're without their best player offensively and their best O lineman up against a really solid Oregon State team who fingers, finished nine and three, bumped Oregon out of the playoffs, have all the momentum on their side. So I really like Oregon State in this game. I don't have the balls right now to take a minus ten. Probably closer to kickoff tomorrow. I might pull trig on that, but I do love them money lined. Um, I just can't see them losing to a really desperate Florida team right now. So I, I like Oregon state and I like them to, to win.
0: Yeah. And even just going on like Florida's future, at least that quarterback just looks awful. I mean, they got, they just did get one five-star commit or four-star commit at QB, but their other one before, um, was it? He said the N word on a video and got a scholarship pulled. So, so many bad things happen at quarterback for Florida right now. It's going to be interesting to see future wise, how that goes um, to, to, transition on to that with um, Anthony Richardson. We're going to go over a few of the opt-outs that have happened. Obviously, we've talked about Lee Cunningham. Uh, Anthony Richardson was an interesting one to me. I honestly didn't think he was going to go. I felt like he had a decent year, but he was probably the most streaky quarterback in college this year. And it just seems like he could have really benefited from that extra year of film, that extra year of experience, and been able to not blow everyone out next year, but just have that much better of a season. Because this was his first full season season under center with no competition or anything with emory jones so i think he really could have benefited staying a year and i'm surprised he didn't
1: yeah i agree with you but you know as a kid that young he's i think he's like the fifth prospect right now in the draft it's hard to pass up the opportunity knowing you're gonna have millions of dollars really shortly because i don't think he'll be a first rounder he he could possibly be a, a late second or early third in my opinion but um if you're getting drafted that high it's it's tough to pass up um, that or the risk of staying another year and either getting injured or something else happened. So I kind of understand it, but I, I think if he stayed another year, um, got more film, got, you know, just smarter at the game, more comfortable at the game, he could be a, a, you know, a top 10 pick in the next year's draft if he really wanted to. Obviously, there's a lot of ifs. Um, so I, I can understand him just wanting to, to take that opportunity now, but yeah, I, I was a little surprised. I thought at least he would play in the bowl game. Obviously bowl games don't really matter and I'm very against players opting out of bowl games. But again, um, when you have that much money on the line, it's not worth the risk of getting injured is, is what's going through those players' minds. So that one's interesting, but, uh, yeah, he'll probably get drafted in the second round. So I can't blame him a whole lot.
0: Yeah, I mean, right now he's rated as like the biggest boom or bust quarterback. Like he could go either way. But then after that, Malik Cunningham, I'm not surprised he opted out of the bowl game. He was already hurt. It just feels like a bigger risk for him to keep playing. Like it doesn't it obviously his team is gonna get screwed because of it, but it doesn't really matter to him at least. Um again, I like the call by him. It's all situational, honestly, because for him he was already hurt. There's no point in keep playing. Yep, I agree. And then after that, I'll just read off the list and then we can go over whichever we want uh after that. Obviously, Will Levis is out. Um, B. John Robinson, not surprising. Hyatt out of Tennessee, uh, Meyer, Torrance, Joey Porter, Christian Gonzalez, Miles Murphy. Did I forget any there?
1: No, that yeah, that's pretty much it. There's a couple different
0: a couple corners that are opting out
1: too yep. that are, are potential first round picks, but um, I would just suggest before we get into into each one of these, I would suggest before betting on bowl games, um, especially this year to to make sure you look at who's in and who's out for each game, um, that UAB Miami, Ohio game that was just played a couple hours ago, um, I took UAB, they ended up winning, but I didn't realize that the nation's leading rusher opted out for the year. So <laughs> just make sure you're you're checking the the reports before you place money on a team that doesn't have their best player. But um, out of this list, only nothing super surprising. All these corners, I don't like. Corners are the most prized pick. I feel like defensively in the draft, besides Ed Rusher. So there's like three or four first round corners that are going. Um, a couple of tight ends are interesting to me because tight ends are there. It's either like you're drafted in the first round or you're drafted in the seventh round, is what it feels like. So I, I know that um, I believe K- or Meyer is the number one rated tight end from Notre Dame. The number two rated tight ends, a guy from Montana State. The number three tight ends, Kincaid. But that means Kincaid could from Utah. That means he probably could go third or fourth round. So, and I'm not sure his eligibility and what year he is, but it is interesting when you see a tight end declare early because it seems like they're either going to be a really first round pick or they're going to fall pretty deep.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, I, don't, I haven't looked much into this. I've been living under a rock this past week. So I feel super unprepared. But it just like Bijan Robinson. He's, he was probably the best. Him and Blake Corum, probably the best running backs in the country, so those aren't aren't surprising. Hyatt, Hyatt's probably to be a high draft pick, obviously, after that breakout game against Alabama. Everyone, that's a household name now. Other than that, I don't really have much to say on it. Again, my biggest surprise was uh, Anthony Richardson going in there. Will Levis, Will Levis will be interesting to see where he gets picked because his draft stock has definitely gone down this year. At the beginning of the year, everyone thought he might be number one or, like, he still is top three in my opinion obviously cj stroud and bryce young who I haven't announced yet but would be off the board first um but after that i like levis it'll just be yeah and yeah going back
1: to to the quarterbacks i'm still and i'm pretty positive bryce young's gonna declare because and every yeah. single mock yeah. i've seen he's he's either one or three um will Anderson's number two in every single mock draft yeah. so um i think bryce runs run bryce young <laughs> is going to declare but I'm also wondering if he's going to opt out of their of their bowl game. I understand they're in a new year's six, but you know, some of these players just don't care when it comes to the, uh you know, that high up. We saw Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio state opt out and they're in the college football playoff. I understand he's, he's kind of the same situation as um, Cunningham okay. with an injury, yep. but you know, you're opting out of a chance to win a a, a national championship. So, it just doesn't matter to some of these guys if that's on the line. So I wouldn't be super surprised if Bryce decides not to play. I think he will, just because I think that's the type of guy he is. But if he's a number one overall pick, what does a New Year Six win really mean um, if it's not in the, in the playoffs? So that's an that's one to keep your eye on. He hasn't said anything yet, which makes me think he's going to play. But um, that would probably be the biggest story if he does opt out.
0: Yeah, and again, I agree. It's I would be surprised if he didn't opt out, to be honest with you. It just feels too good to be true for him to actually play it's just i mean you saw last year with matt Krause, the biggest example where players are going to point to of it was a really good quarterback and then tore his acl in the bowl game like it's just it's too much of a risk for these players especially someone like bryce young who is going to make a lot of money somewhere no matter what right. well that's all i have you got any last remarks no
1: no um yeah football season starting back up again we had a two weeks off so just get back into the football niche and uh we have 40 41 bowl games now um because the one just finished right before we recorded so um, a lot of football we have quite a bit of games tomorrow but all throughout next week we have one or two games each day so um just stay um active on our social medias we'll be posting stuff on there um and yeah i'm happy to be back talking about college football
0: Yep, and I've been I've been kind of MIA this week. Uh, so this next week when I'll have better Wi-Fi, when I go home and everything, we will be pumping out a lot more content next week just to get it all going and get ready for bowl season. Also next week, we'll have a full-length episode where we're not just previewing games. We'll talk about portal stuff, which has gotten really crazy. And my knowles have been doing really well, if anyone's been paying attention. Uh, but outside of that, yeah, look out for that full episode. Look out for questions of the day. Look out for everything. Have a good one, guys. Yep, see you guys.